Welcome to Epileptic Rants. My name's Lucas. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. All I'm going to do is get on here and rant. So, how's everyone doing today? I'm having a great day. I'm blessed. I was able to get up and put my knees on the ground and thank the Lord for life. Those are always blessings. As I've stated many times before, there have been many mornings where I haven't even woken up. I've ended up staying out during most of the day because I've had a seizure or something like that. And just being able to wake up and be conscious to me is a gift. It's something I stopped taking for granted a long time ago. To tell the truth, I don't feel great this morning. I didn't really sleep that well last night. I went to bed around 10.30. And I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning and could not get back to sleep for anything. I did end up going back to sleep, but that was around 4, 4.15, something like that. I don't know exactly what time, but I did see 4 o'clock, and I ended up waking up this morning at around 8.30. So I got around 5, five and a half, six hours of sleep, something like that. I could do the math, but I don't really feel like doing it. All I know is my sleep schedule was really messed up last night and I just don't feel that great today. But no matter what, I'm blessed just to be awake and I'm doing a podcast so I feel good because if I didn't feel good, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. As I've stated on numerous occasions before, I live in government housing I receive a disability check due to my epilepsy, and I've been told on numerous occasions I need to go to group therapy, but I started this podcast as therapy because I've tried group therapy before, and I really didn't get anything out of it, so I tell everyone I podcast because it's therapeutic for me, so in searching for a podcast topic today I googled is podcasting therapeutic I googled is podcasting good for you I googled is podcasting healthy and I could not get a straight answer from Google all I got were links to podcasts other podcasts about how to get healthy how to stay healthy mental health podcasts, things like that. I couldn't get one answer that said podcasting was therapeutic. So, for me, I guess I'm a walking example of it. Why? Because podcasting gives me something to do in a rather mundane lifestyle that I live. I don't have any other hobbies. I've tried to pick up other hobbies, but none of them really stuck. I've always found myself getting bored or just getting lost in the details. But this gives me something to do six days a week. 
in a schedule that is fairly empty other than a cat and church and basically taking care of myself I have nothing else to do so I just do a podcast and a blog living the lifestyle that I live without something routine to do days tend to overlap weeks tend to run together and it can easily lead to depression especially after this coronavirus hit whenever they locked down our church because going to church three times a week was a big part of my life and then when they locked the church down that was three times a week I wasn't leaving my house so I can just imagine if during the lockdown I had not been podcasting and blogging and I would not have been going to church I would have been just basically locked up in my bedroom with absolutely nothing to do but binge watch Netflix and YouTube and that does get old it would have been very easy to go stir crazy I just wonder what the numbers are there the people who went stir crazy during this coronavirus lockdown let's see if we can find some numbers from an article on thehill.com which I won't read the whole article there's a quote that says during March 2020 the disaster distress helpline saw a 338% increase in call volume compared with February 2020 that's a significant increase and this is more or less a suicide prevention hotline the same article says data on numbers of calls specifically related to COVID-19 distress are not yet available for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Well, if nothing else, it's like a double-edged sword. I hate to see those numbers increase, but it's also good to see them increase because it shows that people are reaching out for help when and where it's offered and not trying to take on these mental health struggles alone, especially during these hard times. It's just good to know that we're on the back end of this thing and as things slowly start to return to normal we can start getting back into our regular schedules and we can get that sense of normalcy back. Well, that was a rant. Now let's see if we can find some good news for today. Here's one. It didn't take long for this San Francisco 12-year-old to invent his own solution for the problem of avoiding germs in public during the pandemic, which hit the city hard in early April. Mizan Rupan Tompkins saw his parents fumbling with their sleeves whenever they wanted to open a door, so he designed a hook-like tool and perfected the prototype on his 3D printer. Called the Safe Touch Pro, it also has the ability to punch numbers on keypads for whenever you are at the ATM, cash register, or gas stations. 
I really made it for my parents, and now it's helping everyone, Mizan told KTVU News in San Francisco. He's not the first to dream up such a device, but he did his market research and provided an upgrade. He makes his tool from plant-based plastic that is germ-resistant. I wanted to make sure it was good for the environment and the virus can't survive on it, he explained. He was already an inventor of sorts, having built a computer and his own Alexa from scratch, along with an age-guessing robot that can guess age, gender, and emotions in seconds. He is now selling hundreds of the SafeTouch Pro on his website, with dozens of new orders daily at $14.99 each. Homeschooled for the past three years, with an eye toward a career in aviation, aeronautical design, or technology, this inventive boy is bound to reach the sky. Wow, you should see this little tool. It's like a little hook that you hook around your finger and you use it as a, an appendage of sorts just to press buttons or grab a hold of doors. A rather simple device. I bet you he's making a killing. May the Lord bless him. Here's another good news story. South Africa has seen a 75% drop in violent crime during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, rival gang members in Cape Town are teaming up to collect and distribute food and essential goods to those in need. What we're seeing happen here is literally a miracle, Andy Steele Smith a pastor who works with gang members in the community, told BBC News. Before the pandemic, South Africa had some of the highest violent crime rates on the continent, but now new circumstances have created changes that are leading to a silver lining. The government has imposed some of the toughest quarantine rules in the world, including banning alcohol and cigarette sales. The economy has taken a beating, and the gang members were feeling the effects as much as anybody else. I got a phone call from two gang leaders, both saying, Andy, I've never asked you for anything, but we are starving, the Australian-born pastor told BBC News. And I just thought if these guys are starving, they're at the top of the food chain. The rest of the community is going to be in serious, serious strife. Andy hatched a plan that would not only meet the needs of the community in the moment, but also show these young people a new sense of purpose in the world. He asked members who would normally be trying to kill each other to work together toward a common goal, providing food and vital supplies such as soap to those in need. Preston Jacobs, a member of the Americans gang, told the BBC, It feels nice to be doing something positive for the community. Now I see there are nice people also, and people want to love what we're doing now. Sansi Hassan of the Clever Kids Gang expressed hope that the truce would become permanent, saying, If it can stay like this, then there will be no gang fight, he said, and every gang will agree with us. Andy, a former banker who moved from Sydney to South Africa to become a pastor five years ago, express pride in what these young men are doing. I'm proud of you guys. 
Literally, if I died today and went to heaven, I would die a happy man. Well, that's just good news. The story of two rival gangs not wanting to fight anymore, wanting to help each other and help their communities, led by a man of God. May the Lord continue to bless them all. Let's find some celebrity birthdays for today. Country singer George Strait turns 68. Tina Fey turns 50. Joe Bonsall of the Oak Ridge Boys is 72. Rock musician Rick Wakeman from the band Yes is 71. Rock musician Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo is 70. Contemporary Christian musician Barry Grawl from Mercy Me is 59. Contemporary Christian singer Michael Tate is 54. Christian rock musician Kevin Shiguli, Rush of Fools, is 38. Christian singer Francesca Battistelli is 35. Well, happy birthday to all of them, and may they just have a blessed day. Well, that's going to be about it for me today. I'm running about average, I think. But if nothing else, I'm feeling good. I hope you've enjoyed your time. If you want to, go check out my blog over at justarant.club. That's justarant.club. I usually post different content over there. But if nothing else, I just want to thank you for stopping by. And may you have a blessed day.